What's up, guys? AZ Mongo here. So, I know in the last episode we said we were going to talk about fears and, and uh, some things that people find uh, scary and, and not so exciting in the world. I also want to let you guys all know if you hear a little bit of background noise, it's because I tend to record my podcast um, and the things I want to talk about while I'm in the process of going somewhere. So, a lot of times my podcasts are mobile. And with me, so you might hear some background noise, and if that's annoying, I apologize. Um, but that's just the way it is. Because like I said in the last episode, I just kind of just free speak about what I want to talk about. I really don't look into and, and have an agenda from a talk about. And the episode about fears and phobias is going to come at a later date. So I apologize for anybody who expected that to be in this episode, but we will be using that podcast here in the near future. There goes a motorcycle, like I said, it's a very loud motorcycle, so I apologize for that little bit on your ears there, but then again, it could be a nice little background noise for a little bit to kind of break up my annoying voice, but then again, you listen, so you must enjoy my annoying voice a little bit. So, what do we want to talk about today? Well, I think because of my buddy over on Cox Talks, um, if you guys haven't had a chance to check him out, make sure you go check him out, Cox Talks. Um, he kind of goes through a little bit of everything and he's a comical guy. So if you like a kind of snide to the humor and somebody shooting it straight and telling you the way it is, then go give Cox Talks a listen and you'll really see what I'm talking about. Um, I've known him for a good amount of time. Uh, both Arizona guys happen to both run each other in the military. And then we became pretty good friends from there. All right. So we're going to kind of branch off and talk about his scenario that he did talked about in his last podcast about the synthetic marijuana in Connecticut that caused 70 plus people to OD. We'll use the term OD lightly um, because in my opinion, OD means that it didn't involve normal weed because most people, or I don't think anybody has ever physically OD'd over marijuana. It's like you can OD on alcohol and get alcohol poisoning, but they don't say, hey, this guy just overdosed on alcohol. No, they say, dude, got alcohol poisoning. So let's call it straight and see how it is. And when I look at ODing, you know, they say someone OD'd on heroin. Yes, they OD'd on heroin. They overdosed because of the dosable medication. Alcohol at one point in time in the world was considered a medication. So technically, you could have said back in the 1900s that somebody overdosed on alcohol, but they don't now. They say the person got drunk, got overintoxicated, got alcohol poisoning because, yes, alcohol is toxic, just letting everybody know. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy my little bit of beer here and there, I enjoy my little bit of alcohol, mostly tequila, not a big whiskey fan, which is kind of funny because I'm a burly dude and I don't like whiskey. Judge me, so what? But, that being said, I'm not going to sit here and condone that they said somebody OD'd on marijuana. Now, if it was a prescribed medical marijuana in a medical state where they said, hey, I got this from a dispensary and this was my medical marijuana, then yes, the person could have overdosed on their dosage of medical marijuana. But because these people got a synthetic marijuana, just like a synthetic opioid, and I say synthetic opioids because they have the extracts that are chemically created by the government, by pharmaceuticals that make our drugs 
So they're not natural drugs. They are created drugs. So, yes, then they could have OD'd on their synthetic marijuana. And notice I emphasize the word synthetic because that's just what it is. It's like when in Florida, they were having a problem with bath salts. Now, I ask this question because I know kids and adults and things are crazy and weird. Let's go on to the subject about Tide Pods, right? So people are like, hey, let's move from bath salts to laundry detergent. And, <coughs> excuse me, kind of sick. So now we're going to talk about how the Tide Pods became a fad, right? I know this is long, old history, old news. Hey, old guy, we've already talked about this. Yeah, I got it. But this is why I find it to be comical. When Tide Pods first came out, they were making commercials on the TV about the dangers of Tide Pods and toddlers because it looks like candy and a small child will say, hey, ooh, piece of candy, and they'll eat it. So they made them secure for children. Now, what I think they should create is stuff instead of saying child-proof containers, let's make things called idiot-proof containers, right? Because if you decide randomly one day that you want to go eat a Tide Pod, then let's call it how it is. You are a idiot, sir. Yes, or ma'am, you are a idiot. Nobody in their right, smart mind would wake up and say, hey, I wonder what a Tide Pod will do for me physically. You're gonna clean your insides? I don't know, not a good idea. So that kind of branches back to the synthetic marijuana. If you are going to smoke weed, then smoke weed, right? Don't go and say, man, I don't know where to get the real stuff. So I'm going to go in my kitchen and I'm going to grab some basil because it looks like weed. I'm going to grab some oregano. I'm going to grab some random chemical that I'm going to pretend is THC. I'm going to throw it in there and say this is synthetic marijuana and then smoke it. You, sir, are an idiot and you should not be doing that and let's get I, I think some of these shows that go out there like Breaking Bad makes kids enjoy chemistry again but again synthetic means not real right it means it's a product of so if you decide to take synthetic marijuana then that was on you and I think this is another ploy from Excuse me again. The powers that may be to try to say that marijuana is still bad. Yes, marijuana is bad in the sense that if you smoke marijuana, it's like when you smoke a cigarette, you are inhaling carbon monoxide because, you know, something's on fire. So, obviously, it's not good to inhale something on fire. But then there's a lot of ways people have decided to have marijuana where you don't have to actually smoke it. Now, with that being said, I don't think that anybody that I've ever read in Arquan physically overdosed on marijuana. Now, there's people who are allergic to it and have allergic reactions, yes, and that's different. But, there are good properties about marijuana and there are bad properties about marijuana. But just so everybody here is aware, there is good and bad properties and everything. It's called pros and cons, checks and balances. There's a lot of things in the world that require a good and a bad. 
and in moderation, a bad thing can be good. And I'm not saying drugs because, you know, it's still one of those things that I really don't condone. But when you think about things in a broad spectrum, what is the lesser of two evils? What is worse? Now, there's been reports that through the times of of drugs that, you know, funded terrorism, it's funded criminal activity, whatever, I got it. But that's no different than, we'll say, what Cox talked about in the last episode of his podcast about the lunch ladies skimming money. Nobody knows what these lunch ladies were investing that money in. Nobody knows what those lunch ladies were doing. They could have had an underground gambling casino for all we know. Who knows? But it brings us to the point when we keep going down this rabbit hole about what people can make an excuse to condone something and make something bad. As we progress into a recreational marijuana style of things in life, they're going to try to find more ways to say it's bad, 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 bad. Now, we'll talk about the, another trending thing that's still pretty hot when it comes to them trying to put bans on things. We'll talk about vaping, right? So a lot of people um, are vaping nowadays. I don't know if it's a hipster trend or what, but a lot of people vape. I vape occasionally. Um, but what I find interesting is so the FDA is trying to put down rules about vaping and how vaping can't imitate things that kids will enjoy. We'll say cereals or fruits or whatever. Now, I find that to be interesting because I think that, in my opinion, again, this is just my opinion, big tobacco has a lot to do with this because chewing tobacco, for for instance, has flavors like apple, peach, berry, um, citrus, tastes just like Sprite. So if the tobacco industry is able to label their products as fruits what makes the vaping industry different as far as the regulations the only thing that I personally think of is big big tobacco heavily gets involved with lobbying to say hey they're taking away from our profit cuts you know we pay you guys a lot of money and taxes and whatever else so let's try to stop them from getting bigger so that we can't get pushed out we can keep making our pockets big and then eventually we'll have a foothold in the vaping industry and then we'll kind of monopolize it (laughs) so that's my opinion on that and I'm not condoning vaping and I'm not you know supporting all these things because I don't want teenagers and younger people to be involved with it and I feel that times have changed personally where I think that less and less younger people are involved I think that was more of a a stint uh, in my time frame and a little bit before, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen. And then I think it'd be kind of fun to shoot a kind of throw a little bit of shade at the truth uh, commercials because the last time I was watching a truth commercial, and don't get me wrong, again, I think that what they're doing as far as saying that people um, should not use tobacco is a good thing because there's a lot of negative things and it gets expensive. You know, hey kids, I'm going to tell you right now, any kid who listens to my podcast, don't smoke, don't chew, don't vape, 
don't get into that kind of stuff because honestly, when it comes down to it, it's a waste of money. And there's a lot cooler things you can buy later in life. If you thought, hey, I'm gonna smoke cigarettes, take that money, put it aside, and then in 10 years, every time you thought that you wanted to smoke cigarettes, you put $8 or $9 away because that's what a pack of smokes costs. Put that money away and see how much money you save you can buy something cool. Buy yourself that Corvette or whatever when you get older. <coughs> so we'll leave that one to where it lies there. But aside from that, we really need to dig deeper about that truth commercial. And this is and this is where I was going with that before I went to the rabbit hole again. And I apologize, but I get off on tangents sometimes. But I find my tangents to be valuable and an important and you know that's why I do it but the truth commercial one of the truth commercials I saw talked about the military and this is where I'm going to kind of draw the line of where I see an issue with the statistics that the commercial puts out and involving the military so this may not be the right answer but this is the, the answer that I got personally interviewing a lot of people in the military while I was a smoker in the military the truth commercial says X amount of percent of people started smoking after they joined the military. This is true, but I don't feel it's true the way the truth commercial portrayed it. A lot of people that pick up smoking in the military specifically pick up smoking for three reasons, and this again is my opinion. One, for breaks. When a sergeant or somebody within your ranking realm is a smoker and they take a break, they tend to allow you to take a break because they need to smoke. And if you're a smoker, if you're not a smoker, you keep working. So a lot of people start smoking specifically to get that extra break. Is that wrong? Yes, it's wrong, but it does happen. Another reason, just like in high school, people smoke to be with the peers and be social. It's a social event in the military. And again, it's a bad reason for a social event, but that's how it happens. Another reason it happens is strictly because people say the stress realm and somebody gives a cigarette because they're stressed out or whatever. Again, not the right reason, but it does happen. So I think the truth commercials have a point where people do start smoking in the military, but not necessarily for the reason that the truth commercial says it happened. So I find those statistics to be skewed because they only tell you the percent they start smoking and they don't get into why those people started smoking. And I think it's important if you want to stop a issue or an epidemic to find a why. So when you become older and you start going to the doctor and they ask for family issues and family history of things, there is a common denominator that a lot of people say, if you have a gambling problem, someone in your family may have had a gambling problem, or you might start that lineage or an addiction problem, an alcohol problem, whatever it might be, they're always trying to put the blame somewhere else. Take responsibility for your own actions. Say, yes, I started smoking or yes, I started drinking. I don't think anybody has forcefully had been tied down, had a cigarette put in their mouth, a cigarette lit, and somebody forced him to inhale. I don't think that happened, but if it did, I'm sorry you're that person. But remember, the only person that can truly be responsible for their actions is the person creating the action. So if there's a common denominator, like I said, I learned this when I was younger because I 
went to probably 11 different schools and my father taught me one really important lesson if you go to the exact same scenario in every place you go there's only one common denominator and that common denominator is you so whatever happens it is you now we're probably wondering through this podcast how we stem from synthetic marijuana in Connecticut and people dropping like flies to Tide Pods and bath salts because that information to me, <coughs> excuse me again, is all relevant to the fact it's your decision. Make the right decisions. As Cox said in his last episode, don't be a shitty person. <coughs> don't. If you have an issue or you have a problem, don't pawn it off on somebody else to make you feel that you're not alone. So if you are a smoker, don't try to get your non-smoking buddy to start smoking. If you're a vapor, don't get your non-vapor buddy to try to start vaping. If somebody wants to quit, support them in quitting. Don't try to pressure them into continuing. Save your money. Do things for you. And then you'll feel better in the long run. Now, again, going back to ODing on synthetic marijuana. Let's let's hit this point home one more time. If you are driving down the road and you're like, hey, I want to buy some marijuana. And you see this really sketchy, cool building off the side. And you're like, hey, there's a guy out there selling drugs. My buddy says this is the top place to get drugs. Think about it. If you're going to buy anything, would you buy it from a strange area or would you buy it from a legitimate area? If you are a medical marijuana patient or you're in a state that sells recreational marijuana and you're old enough to buy the marijuana like you'd be old enough to buy alcohol, buy it from the right place. You know, um, we can we can turn this synthetic marijuana into an old tattoo reference I heard. Um, I've seen in shops everywhere, and a good tattoo ain't cheap, and a cheap tattoo ain't good. We can go the same route when it comes to you wanting to get your fix on that marijuana in that state. You know, I'm assuming that we go on the same token of good marijuana isn't cheap. And cheap marijuana isn't good. And then we can send that back to alcohol. Um, Being in the military, we had um, different tiers of alcohol that I'd call um, on the shelves. We'd have the uh, military select and you'd have your pop-off and and your your basically off-brand alcohol. And then you have your good stuff that's a little bit more and you had your great stuff, which is way more. Depending on where you're partying, who you're partying with, will decipher which kind of alcohol you have. But you get that cheap, nasty, $2 liter of vodka, the next morning's probably be a lot crappier than if you were to spend that extra $15 or $12 or whatever to get a little bit higher tier. And you still might have that little bit of a bad hangover, but it's not as bad as if you had the cheap stuff. Same thing with that marijuana. Obviously, all those people who bought that synthetic marijuana or decide to have this synthetic marijuana party paid the consequence as in, hey, this was not a great experience. And who knows? Maybe they woke up with amnesia. Maybe they'll get a chance to interview some of these people. I don't know, but we'll find out. And I'm pretty sure 
if there is an interview with any of the synthetic marijuana users who passed out, my good buddy over there at Cox Talks will probably find a article about it and we'll leave that there. So then we can get into, again, let's get into teenage trends or, or millennial trends. Um, we use that term lightly again, just like Cox said. We are in the millennial time frame, but I find myself toward the end of the millennial spectrum because I don't have the same thought processes of the younger generation millennials. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I think what a lot of the millennials are doing and they're making a stand um, is is good. But sometimes they go about it the wrong way. And that's just a generational gap. That's just how information is disseminated now. And there's, um, I found that even with articles and things you read, there's a lot less facts in the beginning and they kind of depend on people to correct things and, and send more information in to get better um, facts. Or back in the day, you know, you'd have reporters and tabloid people who would go out there and they literally get the information and then disseminate it. Now it's people who are getting information, they don't always fact check and then that's why they'll come back later and say, oh, sorry, we were wrong about this. So, hey, this count was this. So that's, that's in that realm of things. Um, but I would like to touch on a point from Cox Talks about teachers uh, being armed in Texas. Now, anybody who's been to Texas knows Texas love their guns. I'm also a gun person. Um, I don't have a ton of them, but I do support guns. And I think in the right scenario, teachers with guns could be a good thing. But I think Cox made a very valid point that says when the time comes and a officer of the law shows up if you are the teacher with a gun that could be a really bad scenario for you so i do agree with him on that point where i don't think it'd be good for teachers to have a gun and then somebody innocent get hurt and then the liabilities with it but i also think that it's really messed up to think that you know they've started developing things like bulletproof backpacks for kids all right plain and simple i grew up and the only school shooting that i really knew about as a kid that happened while i was a kid was the columbine shooting and that was a very very terrifying scenario and then after spending time in the military police corps and going through active shooter scenarios and, and learning about active shooter situations and seeing footage from the columbine that wasn't new style footage but actual law enforcement footage um it was very disturbing and I don't want anybody to have to live through or be a part of any of that. But I think it's really sad in this day and age that we have to worry about that kind of stuff for our kids at school. It's, it's become to the point now where it's not an uncommon adventure and, and that's not something that's really cool at all. It's very disturbing and very unfortunate that I do think we need to find a way to rectify those problems but i also think that all these people who are extreme gun control fanatics um need to realize that the more you put limitations and, and the more you put you know anti-gun laws out there it's not going to change bad people with a gun and that's why the term you know the only person can stop a bad person with a gun is the good person with a gun and again those those words become interpreted on who decides who's good and bad and that's for somebody else to judge not me but that 
is what makes it complicated because I say the same thing and we can just talk about, you know, going back to the synthetic marijuana again. If marijuana is illegal in Connecticut, I don't know, I'm not looking at the article, I don't know if recreational or medical is legal or not there, but if that is illegal, if bath salts are illegal, if methamphetamines is illegal, and we have all these laws that says you can't have meth, you can't have heroin, you can't have these things, and people are still ODing and people still have them, obviously the law is only interpreted in the part of who considers themselves a person who obeys the law so when it comes down to guns if they completely said all guns are banned and illegal in the united states surrender your weapons your normal everyday law-abiding citizens who've never had a traffic ticket who have never been in trouble with the law are going to hand over their guns and then the people who are are considered you know rebels outlaws or people who don't want to conform are still going to have their guns and there can still be good people and obviously bad people and like i said i'm not the person to judge but then technically you'd all be bad people because you were breaking the law but that's the only thing that would differentiate and you have so many criminals and then that stems to the point that how many times do you read articles about a felon that was caught with a gun it's illegal for a felon to own a gun but a felon still has a gun and then people turn around and say well guns are easy accessible to get well so is everything else that's illegal you know it's illegal for a kid to drink alcohol under the age of 21 it's still common you see people 18 years old getting duis but it shouldn't have happened because it was illegal right so that's where i go with my gun control rules and the point where i agree with cox on the fact that teachers having guns could be terrible but also when it comes to guns my personal belief my personal opinion is some of the things that are an issue with guns is lack of education if you are a parent or you're somebody in the adult age that owns a gun and you've never shot a gun but you decide you just want to go get a gun go get some training go learn about the gun get educated and i think that education will lead to less accidents i'm not saying education is going to stop these problems we have with gun violence but i think that there could be less accidental gun violence with proper training um you have to go and not necessarily vigorous school in america in germany you have to go through a vigorous school to get a driver's license but in america you have to go through your regular driving test you know you have to go get your learner's permit whatever so I think when it comes to guns, when it comes to laws with guns, there should be a course that you should have to get certified in and even go to a range to purchase the gun. And a lot of people will say, well, you have to have certifications for, for a concealed carry. Yes, you do have to have certifications in most states for concealed carry or it's against the law. But again, we're talking about people not caring about the law and still do things that are illegal. But I think in order for you to purchase a gun and have a gun registered, I think that you should have to go through a course in learning about the weapon system and you need to present that information to the facility you're purchasing the gun from that shows that you have been educated on a gun. And I think that should go from every single style. You can go to one day course that explains a... Uh, handgun a shotgun uh, assault rifle um, and then you go through a one-day range that is part of the course where you fire each individual one of those weapons 
in order to be certified on it. And if you're not certified on that weapon, you can't purchase that weapon. That's where I see um, a good factor of gun education. And that goes for parents. If you're a parent and you own a gun, don't be afraid to tell your, your, your children you own a gun. But don't just say, hey, kids, I own a gun. You know, don't touch this. You know, explain to your kid about your guns. You know, don't don't show your kid where your gun's at. Your kid doesn't need to have access to your gun, doesn't need to know where your gun is. Your gun's in a safe like it should be. Don't give your kid the code to the safe. You know, that's just going to help with problems with gun violence if you don't inform where it's at. But educate them so they don't have the issues or problems when... You know, if your kid's at a friend's house and that friend's parent owns a gun and that kid happens to know where their parent's gun is and they want to show off their guns to their friends, oh my God, my parents have a gun, then your kid at least has the knowledge to say, hey, you know, clears the weapon or or make sure there's no ammo in the weapon so nobody gets hurt. I I don't want, I've seen this happen more times than not where somebody accidentally gets hurt because their friend wants to show off their parent's gun they played too many video games and think they know all about the gun. Don't do it. Let your kid be educated and let your kid know so at least they can be away from this scenario. And that's my opinion. Again, half this stuff on here is my opinion. If you agree, you agree. If you don't, I apologize. But since we're all entitled to our opinion, then we'll just call this my opinion episode. But I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. I'm kind of just throwing out podcasts every day because I have long commutes everywhere. And I just think it's fun to record while I'm commuting. So for the first little while of these podcasts, there might be some background noise and they're going to be really consistent, possibly even daily uploads. I'm not sure. But <coughs> if you do enjoy listening and you want to hear another subject, something for me to rant about, you have to do some research before I talk about it. Uh, azmongo30 at gmail.com is my email. Um, you can send me a message on here and I will reply again. I'm going to take the time every episode for now to put a shout out to my buddy Cox over at Cox Talks. He's the one that introduced me to this app and gave me the opportunity to rant like I do anyways and regardless. So I think it's awesome. I have somewhere just to spew my information and not bottle up inside. Um, so this, this episode kind of stems away from some of the other tagging episodes. If you want to follow them through, um, just ignore this one. If you want to listen to this one, just cause you want to hear the rant, check it out. Um, you can get me on Twitter at azmongo on twitter you can also find me on facebook at azmongo on facebook i also stream on twitch uh twitch tv slash azmongo um and i also have a live me profile on azmongo as well so there's multiple platforms that i'm i'm doing things across and i'm gonna stop saying at the end of the segment what we're gonna do next because i don't always know and sometimes i have these little spur of the moment segments um, but if I have a series that I'm going to continuously put out for a couple days on the same subject or a subject I'm going to slowly push in uh, different parts to it, then I will say that in further episodes from this day forward. But um, be sure you uh, you, you kind of let me know what you guys want to hear, what you want to talk about. You know, I appreciate everybody who listens and helping me start this podcasting off right. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you all next time. AZ Mongo out.